Welcome to Actions Detrimental, the grand finale. This is episode 8, and today we're going to talk about the championship weekend in Phoenix. At this point in the week, I'm not breaking any news and I'm not spoiling anything by saying that Kyle Larson won the Cup Championship, his first championship and his first appearance in the Final Four. Daniel Hemrick shocked everybody by getting his first win in the championship race. He won the championship in the Xfinity Series. And Ben Rhodes, surprise, surprise, won the Truck Series Championship. Three first-time champions in 2021. That's pretty awesome. I gotta admit, Phoenix put on a pretty good show this weekend. Three pretty damn good races. The Truck Series, believe it or not, was the tamest of the three. Following Martinsville last week, I didn't think I'd say that. But it came down to Zane Smith out front, trying to get a championship after coming home second in points last year. Gets bumped out of the way a little bit by Ben Rhodes with eight laps to go or so. The Xfinity Series, a photo finish for the second week in a row, this time between Hemrick and Sindrick. Sindrick coming out on the losing end for the second week in a row. And the Cup Series, honestly, was a really good race. There were points throughout the entire race where one guy was going to win the championship and then another guy was going to win the championship. And I just, from my perspective, I never knew who was going to win the championship. Every time I thought, oh, this guy's got it, something would happen and change it up. Or it didn't always even need a caution to change it up. The Gibbs cars being long-run cars and the Hendrick cars being short-run cars made for comers and goers, and it kept things interesting. All race, I had no idea who was going to end up taking the championship, but Larson got his 10th win of the season, 11 if you count the all-star race, and he took home the championship that he deserved. Again, after last year's Phoenix finale, I really wasn't too excited for this year's. Last year's had so much long runs and just not a whole lot of action going on, and earlier in the season, the race wasn't all that great, so... I wasn't expecting a whole lot, but it really was a good race, and it was entertaining, and yeah, I miss Homestead, but every year that goes on, if we stay at Phoenix, I think I could get used to it. As I mentioned, in the Cup Series, all four of the Final Four legitimately had a chance to win this championship throughout the race. Chase Elliott arguably had the fastest car most of the day out front a lot, but eventually slipped back and ended up finishing fifth behind Ryan Blaney. Denny Hamlin really didn't lead much, probably had the fourth worst car, but he had a really good long run car, and whenever the time would come where it would be a long run, where he would end up creeping up on the leaders and maybe even taking the lead at one point, a caution would come out for something dumb and it would cost him everything he just worked for. So Denny Hamlin, yeah, he didn't have the car that he wanted, but we never really got to see just how good his car was going to be. Truex honestly put up the biggest fight to the Hendrick cars all day by being up front a lot, leading a lot. And he caught a lot of lucky breaks with late cautions and ended up out front. And if it wasn't for the last caution, this could have been Truex's championship. So it came down to him trying to track down Larson at the end, but he just couldn't do it with the clean air that Larson had as an advantage. But Truex definitely let everybody know that, hey, if you slept on me going into this race, you made a big mistake. Larson will be the first to tell you it wasn't all him that got him the championship this year. His pit crew and his team overall played a huge role in this championship because not only did they give him a car that could go out and win the pole, that led to him getting the number one pit stall, which was the deciding factor on the last pit stop that sent him from fourth to first, and he held on from there. So this year's championship finale at Phoenix really came down to a full team effort. And if it wasn't for that last caution caused by one of those field filler hunk of junks brake rotors exploding... Kyle Larson was going to come home fourth in points, and man, what a disappointment that would have been. 
I was literally shaking my head like, this is it. This is what happens when you put four cars tied going into the last race for the championship when one car has clearly stood out all season long. He's going to come home fourth in points. But NASCAR got lucky, and the caution came out, and the guy that deserved the championship won it. So it would have been a rough offseason if he would have came home fourth in points, and Truex would have won even though if you look at the non-playoff standings, he was going to finish eighth in points if it wasn't for the playoffs. So... NASCAR avoided a lot of heat during the offseason, which they should have got last year, but they didn't because, you know, Chase is a fan favorite. But let's be honest, he wasn't the title favorite last year. So I think I speak for most people when I say I was I was genuinely happy to see Larson win this race in the championship. I was happy to see a deserving champion, super humble, super nice guy, super talented driver, of course. Ten wins, double-digit wins for the first time since 07 not even counting the all-star race, won the Coke 600. If Indy was still on an oval this year, he probably would have won that too. He won the races that champions always win. Daytona 500 doesn't count because it's been a long time since that race defines a champion, let's be honest. So I was really content after this race, and I was happy to see that we weren't going to go into an offseason with another championship that just doesn't feel right and another driver that felt like he got robbed. I turned the TV off Sunday night okay with everything and happy that it turned out the way it did and it also helps that my girlfriend is a diehard larson fan so you know happy wife happy life yeah she wasn't so happy the two nights before her favorite drivers in xfinity series is Cindric, and her favorite driver in the truck series is zane smith those nights were not as pleasant as sunday night ended up being so all was well in the dare household on sunday Speaking of Larson, I mentioned this on Twitter that night, and I want to share it for you guys that might not follow me. Last year, I was working for Rowdy Energy, and I did an activation at Millbridge Speedway where I put up a tent, and we were giving away free samples of Rowdy Energy and all that. And about three quarters of the way through the main event that night, I tore the tent down, I packed everything up, but instead of driving straight home, I just walked in, and I just wanted to see the crowd, and I just wanted to see the parts of the race before I left and I ended up seeing Kyle Larson walk by me holding a tray of french fries just looking like a totally normal race fan and it really put it into perspective for me because at that time he was unemployed he didn't have a NASCAR ride anymore he was already fired and let go from Chip Ganassi and suspended from NASCAR and and it just made me feel bad for the guy I know what he said and what he did wasn't something you're supposed to do. He went through everything that he should have went through. But to see him that night and then see him exactly one year later celebrating a NASCAR Cup championship, that is unbelievable. And it's obviously been well documented, everything that he's gone through to overcome what happened last year. And I honestly think he is the most deserving champion in a very long time that I can think of. And it just really made me think back to that night exactly one year ago where I just saw him as just another race fan out there that night. And now he's a cup champion. So that's pretty awesome. So as far as the other three of the final four, Martin Truex comes home second at points for the third time in the last four years. Yeah, that's frustrating for him. And I I saw the disappointment after the race, but maybe it's just me or maybe just the way fans think. But Truex, like, come on. Like, Larson was the guy this year. I know if you're in the Final Four, you deserve the championship, but this was not a Truex year. Like, he was surprising, and he did get to the Final Four, but 
He won a lot of races earlier in the season, but once Larson and the five team kicked it up a notch and started closing the deal and winning all those races, and Truex just, look how many issues he had during the playoffs. He was lucky to get to the Final Four, and I'm sure he is looking back on it, but he should be just grateful that he made it to the Final Four. Obviously, everybody wants to win, and I don't blame him for wanting to win, but I think he finished higher in points than he probably should have this year. Denny Hamlin, another appearance to the Final Four. Another chance at a championship, and he just can't get it. It's really not a cop-out, though, when he says that he does everything he can when he's in a position to win a championship, and things just don't fall his way. Other than 2010, his first try, his first chance at a championship, it literally just hasn't gone his way. 2019, huge piece of tape on the car at the end of the race in the last pit stop, overheating. I think he had to re-pit. Like his, his championship was over from that point. 2020 won a ton of races but just wasn't all that great on the 750 package and it came down to that at Phoenix and he was just really the fourth best car. 2021 this year had a chance to run down Truex and may have done that but the last caution came out and ended his chances so and I skipped one. 2014 I remember he his team made him stay out on I think the last caution and he was just in defense at the end. And he had to hold off Harvick and Newman and wasn't able to because he was on old tires at Homestead. So he didn't even have a chance. So Denny Hamlin, I was I was honestly pulling for him on Sunday, even though I'm glad Larson got it because he deserved it. But Denny Hamlin definitely would have deserved it too. And honestly, I just like starting shit. I would have loved to have seen the reaction from the fans and just having the fans have to go through the whole offseason knowing that Denny Hamlin is a champion would have been very satisfying for me. So I was definitely pulling for him, but third was as good as he could pull up. And finally, Chase Elliott. Again, he was honestly probably the fastest car for most of the race, but I don't know what happened. He just kind of fell off at the end. I don't think he had the best pit stop by any means on the last stop, and it just the handling of his car was gone by that point. So... Everything he went through these playoffs with Kevin Harvick and the mind games from Harvick and all that stuff, it's damn impressive that he got to the Final Four and almost won a second championship in a row. So Chase is showing that he went from a guy that couldn't seal the deal and couldn't even get a win for years to now, like, it's going to be tough to keep him out of the Final Four every year. So Chase Elliott is definitely maturing as a driver, and he's going to be one to beat every single year. But... Next year, with the next-gen car, who knows who's going to be a threat? Who knows who's going to be competitive? Who knows who's going to make the Final Four? It could be the most random group of playoff drivers we've ever seen next year. Or it could be the same four as this year. Like, I've never gone into an offseason more clueless of what to expect next season. When the checkered flag dropped on Sunday, I literally, like, closed the book and was like, all right, from this point forward... I have no idea what's going to happen or what to expect. I have no idea if the Hendrick cars are going to be dominant next year. I have no idea how Gibbs are going to be. RCR, like RCR and Brad Kozlowski, Fenway, Roush Racing could be the top team now. Like, I have no idea what to expect. I have no idea what to expect with Stuart Haas. Kevin Harvick went winless this season, which is by far the disappointment and shocker and surprise of the year. He could go out and win 15 races next year, or he could win none again. Like, I have no idea, and I don't believe anybody does. And that has me feeling weary for next season, but it also has me excited for next season. So 2022 is definitely going to be a year of a lot of questions and a lot of time until those questions are answered. And another question that needs an answer is, will Ryan Newman be back next year? 
If not, congrats, Ryan, on a great career. I know you never got the championship you wanted, but you came damn close in 2014, and you got a Daytona 500. You got a Brickyard 400. If Ryan Newman's last race was on Sunday at Phoenix, then congrats on a great career, Ryan. And I really hope it was, honestly. Like, I don't know if that sounds bad, but I don't want to see Ryan Newman driving for Rick Ware next year. I would love to see him in an Xfinity team, one that can win races like Almondinger did this year, like Elliot Sadler did a long time ago. But if Ryan's going to be out there just puttering around in an underfunded team in the Cup Series, I think that's a big mistake. I think Ryan Newman should either hang it up right now or go down to the Xfinity or Truck Series, which honestly, I think Ryan Newman in a truck full-time, I think that'd be a lot of fun. So I think Ryan Newman should be knocking on truck team doors right now. But either way, Ryan Newman deserves a shout-out because look what Jimmy Johnson and Dale Jr. and everyone else got when they retired. I know we don't know if he's retiring, but Newman still deserves some respect. And while I'm wrapping up the Cup Series, I'm going to throw this in here right now. This week's penalty report the final call to the hauler of 2021. I wasn't sure who to give it to. I really didn't even have anyone. I was going to close down the hauler for the rest of the season. But then I got to thinking of Matt Benedetto and his stupidity this weekend. And then I saw his apology for like the third week in a row on Instagram. And I'm just, at this point, Matt Benedetto. part of me thinks NASCAR wouldn't even let him near the hauler. And then the other part of me thinks NASCAR should already have had him in the hauler, and they may have already had him in the hauler this past weekend for his stupid support of the Let's Go Brandon thing and, and having media members from that side of politics at the Phoenix race this weekend, even though Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, just had a press conference talking about how they don't want any part of that. They don't support the Let's Go Brandon thing. They don't want that going on at their events, which I support, which I applaud. And then Matty D, that exact weekend has media members following along and posting about him on social media with him saying let's go Brandon and just just being a total ass honestly and again I said this before I'm not political in any way but for god's sake someone that's looking for a ride next year are you literally trying to commit social suicide or NASCAR suicide and I know he posted about it apologizing the next day but it's like bro how did you not at the time know how big of a up you were making if you have to apologize every single week for something you did that weekend that ruined your reputation or ruined your image, I've got news, your image is already shot. So I don't know what to expect from Matty D next year, where he'll end up, but he certainly didn't do himself any favors, and I'll tell you where he'll end up this week is the NASCAR hauler. I've said it before, I'm all for free speech, I'm all for freedom of speech, but when the president of NASCAR goes out and says that we're not going to stand for this, and you show up the next day supporting that in an obnoxious way like he was, I just don't understand. <laughs> it's just so dumb. It, there's a time and a place, and this was neither. So good luck on your job hunt for next season. I'm sure he'll end up in something, but, but he's just burning every bridge you can find at this point. But moving on, I mentioned it earlier. The Truck Series raced on Friday night at Phoenix, and Ben Rhodes got the championship as Chandler Smith, Let's not forget someone else won the race other than Rhodes, but Chandler Smith in the 18 truck won his second career race. His first win at Bristol was a little overshadowed by John Hunter Nemechek and people thinking John Hunter let him win and all that shit. But Chandler Smith went out there and earned this one. He beat all the final four drivers and he went out and passed everyone he had to pass fair and square with a strong truck and a smooth drive. And he got a second career win and put KBM in victory lane. 
even though it wasn't really the truck KBM was wanting a victory lane that night. But they can thank John Hunter for that because he threw the race and the championship away on turn one, lap one. John Hunter honestly deserves the penalty report this week or the stupidity report uh, for his turn one, lap one, throw the championship away move. Uh, he overdrives turn one, tries to get back in line, gets clipped by another truck. That truck ends up hitting the wall because of it. And after the race, he's just shit-talking everybody that started the race around him when it was none of their fault. And I don't know, like, I'm a, I'm a huge Kyle Busch fan, but I don't know if John Hunter Nemechek has always been like this or if he's just starting to try to be more like this because he works for Kyle Busch, but he's becoming more and more unlikable every single week. And I went into the playoffs, honestly, kind of rooting for him to win the championship because I am a former KBM employee. I'm a huge KBM fan. But after lap one at Phoenix, I found myself laughing at the fact that he was already wrecked. Even though he made a huge recovery and had a very fast truck, but he put himself in that hole to begin with. For him to be blaming other people for him being in that hole was just uncalled for after the race. He was whining and crying, but he deserved to finish third in points where he ended up. The driver he beat was Matt Crafton, ended up fourth in points, just never really showed up. Never really had a strong truck. Zane Smith ended up second in points. Looked like he was going to win the championship, but the truck's handling started going away and Rhodes just ate him up and gave him a little bump and passed him. And Zane, after the race, wasn't even mad. He said, well, I was going so slow, I probably ran into him. So I found that pretty comical. But, but Rhodes went out there and earned it, deserves it, put on a hell of a press conference after the race, after a few too many Bud Lights. And, and I think a lot of people overlook him when they look at young drivers that deserve a ride in a higher series because Ben Rhodes has got a lot of talent, and he honestly matured a lot this year. Last year he was a wrecking ball, and he was always getting in arguments or fights or conflict with somebody and this year he had a very clean season and now he's a champion so who knows where he could be in a year or two and saturday night saw the xfinity finale at phoenix as i mentioned earlier daniel hemrick first win in the championship race as a final four driver gets the championship what a way to get your first win we saw the backflip it's been how many years since edwards did a backflip 2016 it was a very cool thing to see Hemrick get that win. Even though Austin Sindrick, probably the fastest car, definitely the fastest car all night, deserved the championship, of course. But hell, if you put two drivers bumper to bumper on the final lap with a championship on the line, you bring the steering wheel home or the trophy. And that's what Hemrick did. He gave a nice bump and run to Sindrick and then door banged him coming to the finish, just like Ricky Craven, Kurt Busch, Darlington, or how many side-by-side -side photo finishes, rubbing fenders can you think of? So I don't want to hear anyone saying that that was dirty driving because not only was it for a win, not only was it for his first win, it was for a championship. So if that isn't enough incentive to go out there and win the race and get to the checkered flag first no matter how you can, I don't know what is. And it's not like he just went in there and turned his ass or hooked him and went on to win the championship. No, it was a good old-fashioned rubbins racing, boys. So I didn't see anything wrong with that move. And yeah, Sindrick has matured a lot over the last few years and I really respect him and I really respect his post-race interview but Austin Sindrick's first NASCAR win in the truck series was anything but clean if you want to look back to that in 2017 where he turned Kaz Grala for the win just because he knew his engine wasn't going to be as fast as him down the last straightaway I mean come on that's chicken shit. 
Noah Gregson ended up third in points. He was right there behind those guys in the last few restarts, but didn't really have the car to get up there to win, so he had to do something, and he ended up getting up high and into the wall in turn two, I believe, and his night was pretty much over. But he still beat A.J. Allmendinger, who, as I predicted on the show, I just didn't see him with any momentum lately. I didn't envision him going out and being all that strong at Phoenix, and he wasn't. He was never a factor. He ended up having a loose wheel, spun out at one point, but it's not like he was up battling for the lead when that happened. So Almendinger, a great season, though, won a cup race. Like You can't be disappointed about that, but to come home fourth in points in a season where he won as many races as he did in the Xfinity Series, that's got to be disappointing, but he definitely still had a hell of a season. So that's it. 2021 is in the books. All three series had great racing, first-time championships, tons of first-time winners, so many memorable moments. If you look back in the Cup Series, I did this thread on Twitter where I posted like memorable photos from memorable races this season. It went on and on and on. Like There wasn't just five, six memorable moments this season. No, if you really look back, more often than not, the races this season in the Cup Series had a lot of memories that we're going to look back on and say, wow, that really was an exciting race, or that really did move the needles. So 2020, I don't know if it's just me, 2020 last year, the Cup Series, it just, it was so all over the place to me, and there was just so many doubleheader weekends and so many midweek races, and the schedule was just so out of whack compared to, I guess, my my nostalgic mind works that I just couldn't I just saw 2020 as just too much of a cluster to keep up with and of course I watched every race and I followed along but by the end of the season and not to mention with Chase winning the championship I just 2020 it was just kind of a throwaway year to me and I, whenever I look back at last year's races I just don't I don't have good memories with it for some reason maybe it's just because of COVID and the whole world sucked at the time but But 2021, when I look back at that next year or a couple years down the road, I think I'm really going to look back at 2021 as an exciting year and one to remember. Even though the champion ended up winning so many races, there's nothing wrong with that. 2001 has always been one of my favorite Cup Series seasons, and Jeff Gordon basically ran away with that championship. In 2000 as well, Bobby the Bonnie pretty much ran away with that one, but I look back and I love those seasons. It had nothing to do with the champion running away or winning so many races. It just had a lot of memorable moments and races involved in the whole season as a whole. So I know I'm going on and on, but 2021, I know I vented a lot this season. I know we all as a whole NASCAR fans had a lot to complain about this season because NASCAR did make a lot of dumb calls and a lot of no calls when there should have been calls. And that was the whole reason why this podcast was created was for me to vent about those situations. But this was a really exciting season. And next year with the new car... I don't know if if we're going to lose some of that momentum with the rocky start that it may have, or we could just continue this momentum and have a great season next year too. Only time will tell. So what does next year look like for me? I don't know. I'll be honest. Having a podcast is great, and it's fun, and I love recording it, but I hate editing it, and I dread it, and I don't have a team that does it for me. So I do all of this on my own, by myself, and it takes up a lot of time. And I just don't see myself doing that for 38 weeks next season. So I may pop back up here and there with a show every now and then if I feel like it. Maybe a prediction show for the season. Even though I think that'd be a waste of time with the amount of unknowns that we have for next season. But who knows? I may do another episode next year. But if this is the final one, I appreciate more than you know the support that I've got over the last eight, nine weeks. 
and it's been fun. I never really thought to have a podcast. I never knew how to do it. But once I got into it and started posting them and seeing the followers and the views rising every week and seeing people interact, I love interacting with you guys. So I'm sure you didn't agree with everything I've said over the last eight weeks. I don't blame you. If you did, it'd be strange and I'd start to realize that I'm a normal fan instead of an opinionated fan because if everybody agrees with my opinions, I'm not that unique (laughs) and I want to be unique and I don't want to just pretend that I believe something just for the oohs and ahs. So everything I've said has been genuine from the heart and if you agree with any of it, that's pretty awesome and I feel good about myself. So, So thank you so much for listening. If this is goodbye... Goodbye. I appreciate everything. Have a great off season. Maybe I'll see you next year. If not, just keep in touch with me on Twitter, BobDare18. Congrats again to the champions this season, Kyle Larson, Daniel Hemrick, Ben Rhodes. And this was the final episode of 2021, at least, of Actions Detrimental. Take care, everybody. <laughs>